Welcome to The Power of Potential, a podcast hosted and produced by St. Rose High School in Belmar, New Jersey. The show is dedicated to helping parents navigate the world of private education while showcasing the potential of its students, teachers, and alumni. St. Rose High School has been empowering potential since 1923. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Power of Potential podcast. I'm Mariana Simon. And I'm Samantha Golding. And today we have our wonderful guidance counselors on. And happy National Counselor Week. Yes, this probably won't come out till after that, but right now it's National Counselors Week, so that's what we're going with. So why don't you go and introduce yourselves one by one and kind of say what you do. My name is uh, Miss Durham. Um, this is my third professional year here at St. Rose. So I'm Miss White. This is my fifth school year at St. Rose High School. Um, but before that, as Miss Durham just was saying, we had our internships. So it's not, it was, it was just like our first go ahead. Um, one of the counselors here. I also do all the testing as well here. And Miss Durham and I run the Make-A-Wish Club as well. I'm Mrs. Fallon. Don't dare say what year this is of mine, but um, I started in September 2007, 2007. Um, and prior to that, I was a hospital social worker and a social worker for the Division of Youth and Family Services in New Jersey. Um, and I'm, I'm technically the lead counselor. I, I think it's just because I've been here the longest. Um, but uh, It's a little but, addition so, to your, it's a little addition. It's a little, little yeah. thing I can put it, makes it look more important. Yeah. It's really not, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, Miss Fallon, you're my guidance counselor, and and Miss White's mine. So, and I've had, I've had her for three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm a sophomore, so I've had Miss Fallon for two years. Um. So we, I kind of brought up to Mister Miss White over the summer of having you guys on the <laughs> podcast. It's taken a very long time, but at that time, I was like, why don't we talk about the college admissions process? So let's start there. So how do you guys facilitate the college admissions process, and what do you do to help with that? So college planning at St. Rose actually starts with freshman year mm -hmm. when they uh, the students are brought in. We, we meet with the students prior to them actually enrolling in the school, um, and we determine their case, their course study, course of study that they're going to take. The classes that you take as a freshman really do impact every other year, year that you're here. Um, you know, if you do well, then you can move up to the next level as a sophomore, and same, same with the junior. When you think about it, the freshman year, grades that you receive are actually one third of the GPA that your colleges will see. Um, so we like to say, like, get the ball running right as soon as you start in. Um, beyond that, then obviously the college planning, um, we do a little more about it with Naviance, introducing the students to Naviance um, in freshman year, but then a little more in depth in sophomore and junior year. Um, Talk about junior so, yes, yeah, so I was just going to say our next big step comes in junior year where we just hosted recently our junior parent night. We've done it virtual the past two years, and it really encompasses the whole planning period. Um, we go over the testing, so like SATs and things like that, and just what Naviance is to the parents, because you might have had the lessons in our in your English class uh, for say, but your parents have never had it. So kind of give them an insight to what Naviance is and kind of what they're getting as a counselor. Right. And then from there, we uh, get everyone's availability, um, you know, from the parents and we work with their schedules so that parents can come in and we have a whole conference with them and their children and really have a about a 45 minute hour uh, to an hour long conference with them 
talking specifically about the track of college and career and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Well, you mentioned something about the SATs and like going over that testing and stuff. And recently in the news, it's announced uh, the SATs are going to be all digital. So how is that going to look just out of curiosity? That won't be for another two years. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at that being it'll be like a bring your own device kind of thing. So where you where you can bring your own device and take it there, it'll be kind of similar to what they did for the APs. Um, in the spring of 2020, when everything was locked down, it was a very secured way. They, I will say for the most part, as a test run the first time for that, it did go very smoothly. There was only a few little hiccups. And I think with time, they will be able to perfect it and be able to have it a little bit more secure. And I think it will help with the SAT is that it's still going to be in the school building. It's mm-hmm. still going to be a Saturday morning for three and actually, they've lessened the time of it as well. So it's mm-hmm. it's down to, I think they said, almost like a two-hour test yes. instead of a, what it, it's now a four-hour test. Um, so that will um, help with the administration of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, t- I took the SAT in the fall just as a baseline sort of thing. And it's long. Like, it's hard to focus for that many hours, like four hours sitting there. Well, I I actually had to take the SAT twice. And yes, it's long. I didn't take it just for fun. Yeah. (laughs) But that's also what we do here at St. Rose. You start taking your PSATs in your freshman year. So you kind of get used to the format of the SATs and what that's like starting in your freshman year. Um, And those scores will also determine, kind of what we were just talking about before, what classes you can take in your junior and senior year, looking at that AP potential that you get Mm -hmm. from those PSAT scores. So what is nice about St. Rose is that you do get three, almost three years of a practice SAT before you have to sit for it, or I mean, or if you decide to sit for it early. But really, for the the majority of the students, you're taking three practice tests before Mm -hmm. you actually sit for it. Yeah, I felt like even though I, I had taken it twice, like I took it and then I took the SAT the week after I took the PSAT here. And even the second time around, like taking the PSAT, I felt way more prepared for the SAT. And like, dare I say, the SAT was easier than the PSAT. I don't know. Did you think the same way, Sam? No. Okay, then I just <laughs> thought that way. I don't know. It's easier. Um, I don't like standardized testing regardless. Okay. I wouldn't take the SAT for fun, but that's just me, and you're just you. Okay. <laughs> this is why we're good together. We balance. We're balanced. But that is also just kind of piggybacking off of what Sammy just said, how standardized testing isn't for everyone, um, and that's kind of every year college admissions process is changing, and especially with the pandemic, um, a lot of these schools have gone test optional, and it really helps those who are not um, great with standardized testing. So it's a great option for colleges to look at students in a more holistic view. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It is still a requirement that you take an SAT or an ACT at St. Rose. Yes. Yeah. Not we, physically at St. Rose, but yeah. while you're here. We just pick on each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little bit more back on you guys. What made you each individually choose to go into the field of being a guidance counselor? So I, I can actually tell you the exact point where I knew. I always knew that I wanted to work with students. Um, my senior year of high school, uh, I had a lot of college, I had a lot of high school credits. I was maxed out, almost maxed out, where I, oh, and I only did a half day. One of my classes that year was to work in the guidance department as their like office help. So I found my passion there and I kind of worked in the department and saw what they did. I knew I wanted to work 
like I said, with students, I just knew teaching wasn't my thing. That was, <laughs> I wasn't going to be a good teacher, but I knew I wanted to help. And I thought child psychology, and then I went towards the um, school counseling. And then also while I was in my undergrad program, I have younger siblings and my one sibling has um, a learning disability and her counselor told her she would never be anything in life. And I never wanted someone, another student to go through that as well and to feel that um, kind of defeat before they even made it out there. So that really made me want to be a counselor and never have another person go through that Mm -hmm. feeling. So you're lucky you have her. She's never told you. You're never. <laughs> she would never. She might have been in trouble. <laughs> um, for me, it was a little bit different. Uh, just it took me a little bit more time to realize that this, this was truly what I wanted to do. Um, coming out of high school, I was very much well in high school. I was very much in a film program, just like this. Uh, <laughs> I had a whole studio and everything. And if you were a student coming out of that program. Everyone had dreams that they would make it big in the business. Um, And my mom said, no, you're going to Ocean County College for two years. You're going to save your money. And I said, but mom. She goes, but Meg, no, you're not going. So um, I started my first semester at OCC, and I took my first psychology class. And I fell in love. And within one semester, I changed my, my track. And I landed here because I thought back and I absolutely had the best guidance counselor growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she truly inspired me. And she actually, my older siblings had her as well. So she very much knew my family. And I loved that kind of aspect, really getting to know this, not only the students, but their families as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how I landed here. Yeah. Huh? No. <laughs> Uh, so, well, my career path was much longer than either of theirs. Um, I uh, So I was a social worker mm-hmm. in, in the various different social work jobs. And when I decided I wanted to go back for my master's, um, the, the, and I knew I wanted to work in a school. Um, but most school social workers are just members of the child study team. You're doing mm-hmm. child study team evaluations. And, and I knew that that was not what I wanted to do. Um, so the idea of actually, initially, I was going to go and become a, a substance awareness coordinator. Um, but then I got into the, the whole school counseling guidance thing instead while I was going for my master's. And mm-hmm. So you guys, um, both of you, mentioned that in high school, it was kind of like on a different well, Miss Durham was not on the same path to become a school guidance counselor. Um, and Miss White, you liked it. So how do you guide students now to make the right decisions in their life? So college and then beyond, help them find what they're passionate about. So I think each student, it's different. Um, some kids grow up, you know, knowing from kindergarten what they want to be. Like my sister, she always said that she wanted to be an elementary school teacher. And that's just what she's doing. Other kids, it takes time. Um and, you know, and that's that's where we step in. And, you know, there's a, there's tools on Naviance that we guide our students to take, like a career interest profiler, things that kind of make that light bulb, you know, turn on and be like, you know what, I actually can see myself doing something like that. Um, and it's solely based on interests where, you know, and, and we take it from there. And But we always tell our students it takes time. Case in point with me, 
I went in completely on a different track than where I landed now, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and like my brother as well, he started with one major and switched after three years. So, you know, it's not the end all be all your freshman year. Well, you have a prime example of this right here. Sorry. Well, she knows what she's known since she was 12, 12, what she wants to study, where she wants to go to school. I, on the other hand, had absolutely no idea till couple months ago <laughs> where I was going to go to school what I wanted to study. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you see how a lot of people go through those different um, tracks and eventually they find what calls them. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, along like uh, Ms. Dorn was saying, my daughter changed her major four times in college. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't you know, know if yeah, it's I mean, truly what I'm going to study, yeah, but and, and who knows? She's fine. Yeah. Graduated in four years and she's fine. Um, yeah. I went back to school for my master's when I was 30 years old. So it's not, you know. And it's okay, it's okay at 15, 16, when you're thinking right. about college, to not know what the, yeah. you're going to do for the rest of your life. That's okay. And it's okay to go in undecided and take a yeah. couple classes yep. here and there and yes. figure out kind of what your interest is. Like Ms. Durham said, she took her first psych class and was mm-hmm. like, that's what I love. That's yep. what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and if I you are undeclared, that. undecided, you Pick a school that has enough of an offering that you can change your major if you need to. You know, if you're thinking maybe I'd like to do engineering, but maybe I'd also like to do fashion merchandising. You know, maybe you don't go to Stevens. only focused on the engineering side. So, and we can help the students uh, with that kind mm-hmm. of direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm one amazed at like the amount of scholarships our students here receive it's millions of dollars how does guidance help with that yeah so currently if you look on our google classroom pages there are scholarships listed of like the local scholarships Mm -hmm. so we definitely try to promote that and have our students check our google classroom i think in the last two weeks i've posted five and for oh i think most of them are about a thousand dollars so there's that right there and that's Kind of money left, as you say, money left on the, the money on, on the, the table. table. Right. Um, and the other way that we do it is the bulk of that big amount of money that you're <laughs> seeing in scholarship money is is straight up merit money from the colleges based on GPAs and if if relevant SAT scores. So what we do is throughout their time here at St. Rose, we encourage our students to do well. The, the better your GPA is at the end, the more money that's going to equate to from a college. So that's how that's how they get it. It's like because they are getting the individualized attention um, that they can um, we can direct students you know, like be on top of you. Hey, you know what you're 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 slacking off in Spanish three. Right? Uh, <laughs> She's not, but um, I, have, I have like a hundred right now. <laughs> um, but that, so we, we encourage the students to really push themselves so that that at the end of the day, the, the money is there and offered. I will say it's one of the nice things about St. Rose. It is like a smaller school where we do actually really know our students um, coming from, I, we all went to pretty big high school. No, I went to a very small oh, school. Well, my sister and I came from pretty big high schools where we were a number, where we knew our counselors, and fortunately for us, we got to really know our counselors and really like them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't always happen. Yeah, and that's so, one of the great things. I mean, It is. Yeah. yeah. And about, so, like, where we can keep track of you a little bit, kind of going back to Mrs. Fallon's point, we can tr- keep track. Hey, you're not doing so well. What's going on? What can we help you with? You Do you need help organizing? Do you need help prioritizing? 
that's what we're here for. And you kind of get that individualized attention, which then leads to the more merit money because your GPA is a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a perfect segue into my next question that I was intrigued about is I've been in Catholic school forever since I was five. (laughs) So what's the difference between kind of being in public school with counselors and being in a small Catholic school? So you just touched on the more like individualized attention, but is there any other perks of that? Being in a small I mean, school. nothing changes with the the responsibilities, you know, pub, between public and Catholic um, or private. Um, but really, it's that individualized feeling. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the perk of ha- being in a smaller school that we do get to see all of our students at least four times a year, if not more. <laughs> um, you know, Miss White and I, and I believe you did your internship as well you know, in a public school. Yep. Plus you had children go through public schools. So, yep. you know, I saw my counselor maybe during scheduling season, right. once a year. Right. you know, once kids. a year. <laughs> um, but, you know, I also enjoyed seeing my counselor as well. So sometimes I would pop in and say hi. Whereas, you know, with we the, in public schools, you have ratios, student to faculty ratios of probably 250 caseloads of 250 mm-hmm. students, if not more. Um, where, you know, we have, we're able to have smaller caseloads here, Mm -hmm. which really helps with that individualized feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. It is really nice when you guys are going down the hall, we can say, hi, you know, hi, Mary, whoever, hi, like, hi, Sammy. Sammy, how many times do you just pop in my office? Just to say. Just to say hello. (laughs) hello, Or I have a question. It's the location of your office, Exactly. Yeah, the location. No, you pass through it like twice a day at least. We don't have a guidance suite. We're a hallway. So we, I'm in between all of our periods. I think we're all always standing out in the hallway Mm -hmm. saying hi. You're either on watch or you're just saying hi Hi. to grab a student (laughs) for something. Or both. Or both. both. (laughs) But it's nice to just say hi or to have a quick question answered like for scheduling season Mm -hmm. or or for college, or is this the right thing I'm supposed to be doing? Like, yeah. And as I said, we know your name by the end of freshman year. We can, for the most part, put a name to a face at the end of your freshman mm-hmm. year. If I didn't work in my guidance office, I don't know if they would have known my name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I say about my children went to the same school that Miss Dorham went to. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so I would always say the only reason that their guidance counselor knew who they were is because they knew what I did. Mm-hmm. so they made a point of knowing who they were I can't imagine that like I mean the amount of times I've come to Miss Fallon and be like um so this happened I don't know and <laughs> not always good or but, I just need to breathe for a breathe. minute yeah. <laughs> and it's like I feel like I mean I know so many of my friends do that too like Shan and everybody comes and talks and and I can't imagine not having that. I mean, I didn't have a guidance counselor in elementary school. I mean, there were 200 kids K through eight. So there was no need, but our principal kind of felt like that. And whereas here, you don't have that because Mr. Nair was busy and everything. So having that, it it makes a difference, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does make a difference. So um, what other aspects of your position besides the college application process that you personally enjoy? Yeah. What do you like? Well, so in addition to the actual um, counseling jobs, like Ms. Dorham and Ms. White said, they're the moderators of the Make-A-Wish Club, and I'm the moderator of the SAD Club, which sounds very sad, but it's actually, it's Students Against Destructive Decisions. It's an offshoot of MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which really a peer leadership Mm -hmm. kind of thing, Mm -hmm. and since initially 
way back when I got into whole social work and everything and thought about it being a staff because of um, the history of alcoholism in my family. So it's kind of near and dear to my heart. So that is why I started the Sad Club when I got here. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I'm passionate about that. Yeah. One of the aspects I'm really passionate is about getting to know you, getting mm -hmm. to know my students. And that's why I really like this setting because I really do feel like I get to know my students mm -hmm. in a public school. I would. It, right. It's too much. Right. So yeah. one of my favorite aspects is getting to know the, each individual student, getting to know your quirks <laughs> and your likes and your dislikes. I, I really do enjoy that. And just really getting to know them and having them feel like we're a safe space mm -hmm. for them to go. Like I remember one time, I think it was like sophomore, might have been junior year, when I came to stop by Miss White's office. It was probably, I think it was actually for course selection. And we were just talking while we were doing it. And we realized we both like really liked the same TV show. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. then we just like were talking about it. And it was like really cool. That, like, yeah. Yeah. I know with theater, like Miss Fallon's always very asking questions. Oh, like she, my friend and I were in the hallway and we we're like, oh, Castle didn't come out yet the other still day. Come out. No, yeah. no, no, still no. Still no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. We're hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll um, let you know we'll by the time know. this episode's out if the cast list has come out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, but I always say, too, uh, piggybacking on what Miss White said is this is the best guidance counselor job for a social worker. Mm -hmm. I still consider myself like it's just what I was for so long that I consider myself a social worker. So this is allows me more opportunity to be a social worker than I would in a public school mm -hmm. at you know, 250 kids. Mm -hmm. Well, I have one little quick fun thing. So I happen to be looking at something and it said along with you guys as the guidance counselors, it also said Mr. Joyce was a guidance counselor. Mr. Can Joyce you just... is the SAC. He's our substance awareness coordinator. Okay. Oh. Well, he has... He was a previous guest on our podcast, yeah, so uh, <laughs> we just yet to come out. But we just wanted good. to like. So, what is he, he's the substance awareness? Whatever you want to call it, substance awareness coordinator, substance abuse counselor, substance you know any. He's as he calls himself. He's the drug guy. Oh, so, I, can, I, can, I can see that. That's what right he refers now. to himself as the drug guy. So. <laughs> So how does how do you guys work with parents? So you kind of mentioned that you do like the junior night and the parents come and you work that out. But through, I mean, when I came to pick out classes before my freshman year, my mom came with me and we sat down and talked. So is do we do that every? I mean, obviously we didn't do that last year when we picked um, sophomore classes. But how do you guys like kind of work in conjunction with parents? So I oh, think. I you know, the important part of getting freshmen in is meeting you and your parents um, in that course selection process. And then we kind of get to lay out, you know, what we do at St. Rose as guidance counselors. Um, and then from there, it's your, it's your, in your court. Um, and, you know, and we always reach out to parents and we always you know, say, if you have any questions, reach out. We, we have open availability for any conferences, phone calls, things like that. Um, during scheduling, we send home the course verification forms, you know, to make sure that the pa your parents are on board with the courses that you selected. Um, you know, things like that. We, we're always available for parents. It's always yeah. open communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then kind of to go off of that, also with our junior parents, we have an individualized junior parent meeting. So it's with the student. And Sammy, she did this last year. Yes. Yeah. With, with her, I believe it was mom. Yeah, it was my mom. We did it on, online. Online. 
because last year was a weird school year, but we involve them in that college application process as well because it's important to have those lines of communication during the college process. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, when we were talking the other day, you were saying like, you know, Sammy could have one idea of where she wants to go to college and your parents could have a totally different idea. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that they're kind of on the same page with the whole college And like, I'm process. the oldest, so my mom hasn't had to do any of this yet. Now, I mean, she'll have an idea for when my brother, when it's his turn in two years, but like... I think that meeting also helped her, like, figure out what she's supposed to do, like, what steps she's supposed to take because I'm the oldest and she didn't essentially know. And it also probably eased her stress a little bit to be like, okay, this is, like, our timeline. So we do involve them in that college process. We have that junior parent night, and then we do the individualized meetings. And, like, as Mr. I'm saying, we're always communicating with parents back and forth. You guys Mm -hmm. might not even know when they've sent us an email and we've been talking back and forth. Like, Please don't tell my child I'm sending this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, but see, you never know that because <laughs> we don't um, Ms. Fallon, can you share with our listeners and with us um, about the Caring Award and what that is and how past recipients have earned that? Yeah. So um, every year, so there's a group of it's called the Monmouth County Guidance Directors Association, and it's all of the heads of guidance. So now as the lead counselor, I get to go to that. Um, but the, they have every year what they call the Monmouth County Caring Award. And each school is able to nominate one student mm-hmm. based on who what we, we get to choose, um, who we feel embodies the spirit of that award, like who, who has done the most for their community, who has shown a, a true... Um, like affinity for a cause and done something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had winners in the past. We had um, a student who was in kind of instrumental in running the Avon Pond with his parents, um, and they do they did a lot with the Brick Stars uh, hockey program. Um, we've had a student who did made uh, sun catchers and sold them and created that and made it into actually a business. Um, and all of the proceeds then went to like clean ocean action and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. She was a very mm-hmm. um, environmentally conscious. Um, last year, two years ago, we had the, um, the winner who, was, who had started the whole Beach Buddies program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, unfortunately, he didn't get to go to the Caring Award ceremony because that was, it was scheduled for the week after everything shut down. Mm-hmm. So they canceled that, so he didn't get to go. Um, last year. She did. Oh, oh, yeah. And last year. So it was great because it was a girl who tying into the whole pandemic and the problem. She, as a rising senior, created a whole program with teachers in the school to kind of give them a break of what they to give them time off. Everybody's online all the time. You're constantly in front of your computer. If they had small children, she ran a story hour virtually story oh, that's so hours cute. with, really nice. with, the, with about four or five of our teachers who had little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I don't, this year's winner is a, also a member of the senior class. It hasn't actually been announced yet, but um, do you want to, an, do you want to announce it on the podcast? I, I mean, mean, it, it won't come out for a while. Will come is, out for, so this year's out. winner is Bridget Smith. Um, and Bridget has been extremely <laughs> involved in the Alex's lemonade stand mm-hmm. um, to the point of raising Probably well over a hundred thousand uh, dollars for donations to Alex's lemonade stand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, congratulations, Bridget. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> it. 
we're the first to know, I guess. I guess, right? <laughs> does, she, does she know? She knows. She okay. Knows. She, well, so so what she has to do now is she and Mr. Falgaris are, are going to make a two-minute video, which will, there's a reception for the moment, for the guidance directors, for all the Caring Award people. Um, it's in March. It's at Brookdale. It's a breakfast. Parents are invited, everything. And, and they have all of the winners there. And each one gets called up individually. They play their two-minute video. They get a round of applause. And then they um, they get a check for $150. And they get entered into a drawing at the end of the breakfast for um, larger scholarships. Mm -hmm. so in my 15 years, St. Rose has never won one of the larger scholarships. <laughs> We're hoping for Bridget this year. Maybe this year. <laughs> Maybe, this year. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. So to kind of wrap up this wonderful conversation that we've been having, what's your favorite part of your role as guidance counselors and what advice would you give to a student who may be interested in becoming a guidance counselor? I mean, you know, our we've told you our show is called The Power of Potential. So how, what, how would you empower students to, if they wananted to become a guidance counselor? Yeah. Or just really any career, but because you're guidance counselors, we'll ask you this one. Usually we ask like different guests how they how our students will become what they are doing. Um, like we had the brothers on last week and we asked them a similar question about how to go into a vocation like that. So guidance counselors with you. Mm -hmm. Or any career. <laughs> um, I guess for me, my favorite part of my role is that you never know what each day is going to bring. Mm -hmm. um, I like jobs where I'm always on my feet. You know, mm -hmm. if you have a crisis, you know, a student comes in with a crisis, then that's it. They, they get your full attention. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and what I tell students, if they want to become a guidance counselor or go somewhere in the realms of psychology or, or counseling, um, just follow that dream. Because if you have that dream of becoming that person or uh, another person, another student, um, then you're probably made for that role. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my favorite part is making an impact on a student's life. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I also do love the nothing, no two days the same, but making <laughs> an impact on someone's life is something that I knew I always wanted to do. And even if it's a small impact, I during this time when you're here, the four years, you, you definitely have an impact on your life. Um, my suggestion, if you are thinking to this, is really think about um, trying to make sure that you are in the right field to make sure that you're empathetic, because this is yeah. definitely a career that does take a little bit out of you, mm -hmm. and you do have to make sure that you're okay with that. Like, it's sometimes at the end of the day, you're exhausted, and you haven't left your desk because you've been in a crisis all day, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're exhausted. So definitely making sure that you're okay with that, and making sure you can give kind of all of almost all of yourself to this job a little bit right. mm -hmm. yeah. and that you have a good support system at home mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um that you've got somebody to go home to and bounce off the day and whatnot mm -hmm. so that it doesn't bring you down um, but i was going to say that empathetic um you, you want to make sure that you have that empathy well, thank you for that. So we've wanted to have this conversation with you for a while now. Yes. So thank you to Miss Fallon, Miss White, and Miss Durham so much for making time to come and share the power of potential with our listeners. Congratulations, Congratulations Bridget. Bridget. On being St. Rose recipient of the Monmouth County Guidance Association 2022 Caring Award. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Power of Potential. Please like, share, and subscribe to our, our podcast wherever you listen. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts. Yep, and Spotify. Thanks. And Spotify. I'm Samantha Golding. And I'm Mariana Simon. From St. Rose High School. Thank you so much for listening.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power of Potential podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe to hear past and future episodes. Learn more about St. Rose by visiting our website at srhsnj.com. 